Are you a rebel seeking transformation in your recovery journey? Then 366 fucking days sober is the book for you. 366 daily meditations. This book by the SoberPod Recovery Podcast host and professional rebel, Carl, will help guide you towards a new way of thinking and living. Each daily meditation offers a fresh perspective, practical advice, and a healthy dose of Carl's irreverent humor to help you stay sober and embrace the challenges of life without drinking, drugging, or shitting your pants. Whether you're just starting your recovery journey or looking for a daily dose of encouragement and laughs, 366 fucking days sober is the book for you. So, if you're ready to transform your life and become the rebel you were meant to be, get your copy of 366 fucking days sober today. Available today on Amazon.com. Ranklement. <laughs> I'm uh, Carl, and I'm an addict, alcoholic, and all of the above in my sobriety days, uh, August 22nd, 2014. I'm Chelsea. I'm an alcoholic, and my sobriety date is February 19th, 2015. This is SoberPod. SoberPod.com. 366 fucking days sober. Yeah. Sober pie, keep it authentic, no facade. If it's real, then you know it's ours. Welcome. 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 Sober Pod is a podcast dedicated to the idea that one addict or yeah. alcoholic helping another yeah. is crucial to building a life in uh-huh. recovery. Yeah. Join us on this season uh-huh. as we read from our book, 366 yeah, Fucking Days Sober. Uh-huh. And as yeah. always, stay active, stay sober. Yeah, what she said. Yeah. <laughs> You sound like my hype man. <laughs> Actually, that's from uh, Eddie Murphy. I think I don't know Beverly Hills Cop or something like that. I don't know when you know, when he did. It. Maybe he did it in like a stand-up routine. Either way, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, maybe some trade places. Either way, um, how's Chelsea doing? What are you doing? Funny, funny um, to find you here. How did this happen? <laughs> I'm chilling. You know, I'm. I'm kind of getting over the, I had a weird schedule this week. Um, so I'm still kind of recovering from the night shifts, but you know, we're, we're doing it. We're here. How about you? Um, I am, I'm still doing it. You know, me and my wife every Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Doing it and doing it and doing doing it it well. well. <laughs> so, uh, no, we're, we're we're not really doing it a lot. We you know, not a lot. Just, we're pretty consistent though for our age. I think you know. I think that's a healthy, <laughs> healthy thing. You know. Um, okay, so uh, so uh, hold on, hold on. Let's back up for your age. Let, for your age, let me tell you, there is a place in Florida. I can't remember where more. it is, but it's like a. It's like a retirement community, and it has the highest um, rate of STDs, <laughs> like in America. Yeah, no, I can imagine that. Yeah, yeah, because they're just they're just having orgies like and shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they're probably like in their seventies, eighties. Oh, you know, Jesus so Christ, a very viral <laughs> community. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Well, you know, I don't know. So I think most married people don't 
I mean, when they, when they get a little older, they've been married a long time. I don't think that they, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to yeah. skirt around that topic a little bit. But yeah, they're not as active as, let's just say, <laughs> me and my wife are. We're very consistent, I think, is a good thing so far. Well, good. Yeah. Well, good. So why did that even come up? <laughs> what the fuck? Because we said doing well, it. What is wrong with us? <laughs> what are we talking? This is. My wife is going to barge in here any second because she can hear every word I say. Carl, yeah, how dare to, you? Talking about my vagina. I'm like, I'm not. Oh, never mind. Um, not directly, honey. It's indirect. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, so what are we doing? Uh, you know, I uh, first of all, I want to thank uh, Friends of Recovery. By the way, I'm wearing the shirt, if you didn't notice. It was in, it's in Ooh, honor. I can't really see the... I know, the, it's kind of hard to see. I wish it was red. it's on a white shirt. Yeah, I wish it was red That would or black in the front or something. Anyway, but either way, so Friends of Recovery... Um, uh, they, dude. Let me just say this much. I, there's, there's two things that happened to me more recently, is relating to the book, by the way. Um, and it was, it was a little weird. So because uh, I don't know when it was. It was whatever in the last whatever two weeks because we didn't record last week. But, um, so friends of recovery, they had recorded uh, an episode. It just came out like on Tuesday, and uh, um, they were like talking about this fucking book. I swear to God, and I was just like. Fuck. I mean, it felt so good because here's what happened. Like a couple days before that, I was literally sitting there saying to myself, you know, I saw the fucking book on my shelf. I'm like, what the fuck did I, what did I think I was doing writing a book? Who the fuck do I think I am? Right? <laughs> I literally like, it was like, oh my God, I wrote that book. You know what I mean? Like, what did I, what was I thinking? You know? Um, and then, um, cause I was just feeling, you know, like we do, I was feeling like weird and shitty about myself. And I was just like, who the fuck do I think I am? And, whatever uh and then um and then fucking literally like i shit you not a half hour later i got a text from uh from a woman that um that i know and she has been reading the book and she sent me pictures of like some of her favorite like pages basically and with notes around like stuff you know that she found funny or that like Mm -hmm. she also has you know good because there's notes you know room for notes on the bottom right um And so she has notes on the bottom, you know, all this stuff. And it just fucking made me like so goddamn like just joyful. It brought joy literally like within two days. I Because previously prior to that, I was really feeling shitty about it. I even have some like books that I purchased to give away. And um, mm-hmm. and I was just going to throw them away because <laughs> I was feeling oh. I, I was feeling like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? I don't know what it was. I don't know what it's about. Then here's the other thing. So remember when we talked about um not um not getting a lot of purchases or whatever so then mm-hmm. um so i don't know if that like spurred people's remember i talked about getting a sympathy purchase we did we got one sympathy purchase <laughs> that I, when i would i check the show but i checked the show more recently and we got like i don't know six or seven more sales so so again mm-hmm. that's like ten dollars to the to the fund right but nice. still it was just the fact that like i think people um, kind of acknowledged it in some way it's just it yeah again in a very uh and then it, i guess here's the thing just what really got me more excited is just that one girl's pictures right because i was yeah. just like you know that's just super cool to be to be interacting with it that way so um so and again with friends in recovery they were they were all holding up their books and there was like two people i don't even know <laughs> like holding up their books too and i was like oh shit like they're like, it was just super cool super cool so um 
So if you are, um, uh, if you, you know, if you're reading it and going through your deal, um, do me a favor. If you are on the Facebook uh, live group, uh, dude, I don't know, since post some of your favorite fucking pictures of it, like share the fucking pages or something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really care yeah. if you fucking spread the, the, the text, you know, it's like maybe somebody will think that it's cool and buy the book and it'll help us along the way. So please, by all means, uh, if you can't support the podcast anymore financially, the, the least that, you know, you can do for us is to share it on social media, your Twitter or your Facebook and those kinds of things that would help as well. That's it. Or, you know, just, you know, tell a friend, tell a friend tell a works. Friend. And but also, you know, what we haven't said in a while is, um, that we have the Facebook group. Oh yeah. yeah. So we have like a private Facebook group, um, for members of, uh, we, we call it sober pod live. We used to do the show live, um, so if you want to join it, uh, go to facebook.com slash groups slash sober pod. And I think that's, I think that's where you need that's to go. That's all right? you need to go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you go to the website, so you can you, join you'll it. find a link there and all this other stuff. So silverpod.com. Actually, silverpod.com is your one-stop shop for all things silverpod. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it really is. Really you is. You can also find about uh, tonight's meeting, which is Saturday. So this will air tonight. Um, or today, so 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we have the SOS meetings that are hosted by V. So you can go to a uh, a meeting, a Zoom meeting, uh, wherever you're located or wherever you're doing, if you're mowing the lawn, if you're fucking, you know, it's some boring-ass kid's fucking soccer game or something. Um, not your own, of course, but I don't know what you're doing there. Actually, maybe you shouldn't go to that soccer game. Just stay away. <laughs> oh my god you fucking pervert okay <laughs> that's enough anyway so um so what are we doing here we're actually reading the book um that's what we're doing um but just oh the other thing we haven't talked about in a while too um you know we um we went through living sober book much like we're going through this 366 fucking day sober book um so we would listen to a chapter and then we would discuss. And so if you're interested in going back to listen to those episodes, you can go all the way back to March of 20, is it 2022? Oh my God. Is it 2022 already? Yes, it is. Holy yeah. shit. Did we just do a whole fucking year on this book already? Yeah. It's fucking crazy. That's fucking insane. Oh my God. Anyway. Yeah. Cause you finished it in like what? November or December. Well, we started doing it. Um, before no i i wrote like um like uh no i started i started in this in december so i wrote oh, okay. like a few anyway we started doing them before we actually published the book which is kind of cool uh, but either mm -hmm. way uh so you can go back to march 2022 uh and there's a podcast titled new beginnings and that's where we start uh, listening to living sober and then we discuss. So if you're new to recovery and you're wondering like, how the fuck do I like get through some of these cravings or this is like fucking, this sucks drinking. I'm standing, you know, at the back of my RV on vacation and it's raining and it feels like a Charlie Brown moment. Uh, <laughs> like you, you don't know what to do with your hands. Go back to listen to those episodes and they'll help you kind of, you know, transition into, uh, you know, again, living sober living sober living sober <laughs> i can get twice as high just kidding just, just kidding, kidding. Yeah, i mean 
It's kind of true though. You do get twice as high living silver. Okay, so um, <laughs> so then we're so then what we're doing now is we're actually going through this book, which is a daily meditation uh, for the rebel seeking transformation and recovery, and that could be you. Um, and uh, so we just we read the passage out of the book, and then we discuss that passage, and then we post that once a week. And then we've been um, we've been posting these uh, my my <laughs> my uh, my alter ego ai uh has been posting these um, asshole carl asshole asshole artificial intelligence carl that's actually it's what ai stands for uh, asshole intelligence asshole intelligence <laughs> <laughs> so so my asshole intelligence has been uh posting these things and it's been kind of fun to fuck around with the that new technology and have it uh you know it, what they call it, you know what they call it, you know, they, when it fucks up and it repeats words or repeats sentences and phrases. And I found this out because I was doing some stuff for these other company, but um, it's called uh, hallucin- AI hallucinations. So when it actually, oh. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, so wait, now AI is on drugs now? Like, how the fuck does that work? So basically, it, it, it can go off on its own sometimes. So when it's trying to sound natural, it will repeat words because that's what I do when I talk. You know, I repeat words when I talk. No, really, I repeat words when I talk. Anyway, so so that's what it's trying to do is um, it's, it's trying to sound more natural and trying to like it'll flub on itself and repeat the word. And I'm like, but that's not what I want. I don't, you know, I don't want to. I want to sound more articulated, you motherfuckers. <laughs> so, but no, it's actually so it does. It hallucinates it, or it'll go off and do other weird shit. Sometimes it'll like scream. Like for no fucking reason, I'm like, <laughs> what? what the fuck is going on with this thing? <laughs> so yeah, AI is pretty, uh, especially in this fucking program, is pretty fucked up. Okay, so um, so Chelsea, okay, should we get on with the business of like, uh, doing what we're supposed to be doing here, like which is yes, reading on with the show, talking about actual recovery rather than about the podcast and all this other bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, All right. Do you want to Am read? I going to read? Yes, please. Yeah. Okay. November 25th. The past will always be the past. You can't change it. What happened for whatever circumstances will be what it is. We cannot change what happens to us, but we can change how we respond. Be honest about it. Face the adversity and the situations for what they were and for what they are currently. You have a choice today to use the courage you have cultivated and make better decisions about where to apply your energy and time. The past and its hauntings can seem overwhelming, but don't let it steal your time today. From deaths to abuse, from infidelity to mental torture, we can relive and replay those memories and continue to be torn up from our past. On the other hand, we can also seek to create new memories in the here and now. It's not easy. We must process what has happened. Some things can take more time to digest and sink in than others, but we can and should try to move toward the best we can accomplish at this moment, right here, right now. Reflections. What will you do today to better manage your feelings about the past? Daily challenge. Pick that emotional scab a little more. Clean those wounds as needed. That's right, Chelsea. Pick Not them. a single cuss word, Carl. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> my AI Not a will, single one. My asshole AI will make up for it. 
Um, <laughs> so, you know, there's, there's a, there's a word, you know, I was reading this earlier and then, uh, and I went to go look up, um, uh, resentment because I was trying to like read this passage and like kind of write down things in the margins about like, what is it that I'm actually like trying to get at here? And, um, and so I was thinking about resentment cause I was like, oh, this is like a major, like, this has got a lot of resentment overtones to it. Like again, but it's regret, it's resentment. You know, I had uh, like some you know morbid reflections and this kind of stuff. But then I was like, shit, like I need to go like look up um, uh, resentment. And you know, when I went to go look it up, uh, uh, you and I earlier, it was um, it was like it's like the Oxford Dictionary, and it didn't seem to like encompass like what did it say? Something like it was just like it was just saying like feeling like uh something happened to you you've been wrong right you know yeah something that that unjust has been has happened to you right and i was just and we both felt like it was like well that's just not that doesn't really encompass the fucking word resentment does it like it didn't feel like no so and then so we started digging and then we were like hey let's let's go to wikipedia we went to wikipedia we took a journey together and uh (laughs) so uh so um yeah, and, it, and it was really close. So I'm going to read some of this stuff first, just so we can kind of like spark some of this, these ideas, which is, uh, this is resentment, uh, also called ranklement. And I just lost my shit because I love the word ranklement. <laughs> and I've never heard that word before. I just thought that was fucking awesome. So it says, also called ranklement or bitterness is a complex multi-layered emotion that has been described as a mixture of disappointment, disgust, and anger. Other psychologists consider it a mood or as a secondary emotion, including cognitive elements uh, that can be uh, elicited in the face of insult and or injury. Inherent in resentment is a perception of unfairness, uh, i.e. from trivial to very serious, and a generalized defense against unfair situations, e.g. relationships and unfavorable circumstances. The word originates from French, resentir, Oh, uh, <laughs> is re is an intensive prefix, uh, and so and we had to go look up like what is an intensive prefix? An intensive prefix really just means like a like thoroughly in this case, right? So, uh, so re is the intensive prefix, and sentir, which is to feel. So from the Latin sentir, uh, so the English word has become synonymous with anger, spite. And holding a grudge because a lot of complication there, but but I love the original or the or where it originated from in terms of the French definition there, it re being thoroughly and then sentir uh, uh, to be to feel so to thoroughly feel and and so and again this was like to thoroughly feel uh, disappointment, disgust, you know, anger and unfairness, and I love that uh, some psychologists consider it in itself a mood. Or a feeling, right? Like so. Yeah. yeah. I just, I, dude, that's just like such good shit. So, um, so let me just start off with this reading, is to say, you know, there's a lot of that shit in here. Um, you know, one of the things that, uh, for me, and I don't know about you, Chelsea, but like for me, before I got sober, and even while I was when I first got sober, especially when I first got sober, oh my god, like that was just that, that fucking. Like, just emotions would just fucking drip off me like fucking, like I was, you know, stuck in a fucking sauna, you know, it was, uh, <laughs> um, you know, but for me every day when I got up, uh, you know, especially, uh, 
um, when I was drinking. And I think this is, you know, for me, I just, I love drinking because I could shut off my brain. I could, because it just, it mm-hmm. took away all the fucking madness of life that was literally in my fucking, bouncing around in my head every fucking day. I got up, and you talk, people talk about OCD, right? As you are familiar. People talk about OCD and they talk about obtrusive thoughts, right? Uh, you know, so you have an obtrusive thought for OCD and it's like, what? What is your, some of your obtrusive thoughts for OCD? Um, I'm trying to think. It's more so just like, uh, kind of like this fear. Like if I, if I don't do something, like something bad is mm-hmm. going to happen. Like if you don't fix this, like but something bad is going to happen. You can't control that thought no. at all, right? There is like, nope. so for me about, about this writing, which is, that's kind of what it's about, which is like, I would get up and I would have these flashes of memory or I would have like visual images or just some, just, like I would have sensory about everything like that. It, it was uncontrollable. It was to the point where like, again, where I'm brushing my teeth, we're just taking a shit. And it's just like, it's like movies constantly being shown to me in my mind. And it, and it's all, again, it's what, you know, I try to define here to say, you know, the past and its hauntings can seem overwhelming, but don't let it steal your time today. From deaths to abuse, from infidelity to mental torture, uh, we can relive and replay those memories and continue to be torn up from our past, right? And that's exactly like every day I woke up, no fucking peace whatsoever, not a single bit of peace. And I don't, for the longest time, I felt absolutely tortured by my pure existence. And I know it sounds dramatic. But that's exactly how I felt. I don't even know how to describe, um, you know, the bottle in which, you know, or the fucking uh, the powder keg in which I existed in, right? Because that's it. Like, that's what I was. I was volatile, right? With all of the, that just emotion and, you know, that, that turmoil of pure just fucking existence, I just couldn't breathe. You know what I mean? There's something about life. It didn't like me and I didn't like it. And we did not know how we were going to do this thing. So, so Chelsea, um, do you ever feel wound up so fucking tight that you're about ready to fucking explode? Oh yeah. I feel like, I feel like, uh, everyone gets to that point sometimes. Um, you know, this is, I don't know, a little bit off topic, but I, I'll kind of reel it in. So um, I had an experience. Uh, uh, it was Thanksgiving. Uh, this actually, Thanksgiving? I was at work. Yeah, I was at, oh. I was at work. Oh, we're going current. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, current. Yeah. So um, so I was talking to a coworker about we had like some patient with pancreatitis and he was like, you know, I've, I've only ever met one patient who... Uh, had pancreatitis that wasn't an alcoholic and he was kind of just going off on like you know well they made their bed they can lie in it you know they can (laughs) you know just kind of like my coworker, yeah another nurse and he's like you know like I used to feel like I could save save everyone but I know better now you know they they're gonna do what they want to do I don't even try anymore and I said so part of me was kind of like this motherfucker 
Like, so you would try I'm with gonna, me, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just like, I'm just like yeah, yeah. already building this resentment, right? And and instead of like letter letting it fester and change my opinion on this person, I decided to uh, do a little bit of education. So I said, "Well, I'm an alcoholic." Uh-oh. He was like, "You are?" And I said, "Yeah." I was like, "I've been sober for coming up nine years." But, um, yeah, I'm an alcoholic and he just kind of like was taken aback because you're not used to people like saying that when you've just said something (laughs) shitty about alcoholics. Right. (laughs) And, um, so and then, yeah, but then he was like, well, he's like, um, he's like, well, do you feel like some people have a choice though? And I said, like, maybe, you know, if it's early enough, you know, and, and they make, they can make that choice to stop drinking. Um, maybe, but I said, there comes a point where it's no longer a choice, you know, and it's, it's insanity. It doesn't make any sense. And so like, you know, that patient he was talking about who, uh, said as soon as he gets out of the hospital, he's going to go drink. It's like, that's a very, very sick person. You know, that is, yes, you can't save everyone, you know, you can only do so much, but like, don't hold that against them, you know, because that's an illness they have. And, um, it felt good to kind of like, you know, just talk to them about it instead of like letting that resentment build and build and build and just like be spiteful and hateful and have to like, full of look at that person, full of wrinkle, <laughs> full of wrinklement, <laughs> you know? And so like, I was glad that I just addressed it head on and I addressed it like, calmly and nicely and also kind of gave him a bit of a reality check which you know the shock factor is always fun to to bring to people yeah, you, but in your face motherfucker did you like end that with a mic did you just pull like a microphone out of your pocket be like, motherfucker, <laughs> motherfucker, i'm out no, <laughs> no that would have been funny though but i think he was really like shocked um but also like i hope it gave him kind of some insight as to like what what he says you know about people with addiction or mental health issues and um yeah you know, you know it, i think it did it's funny you think about those nurses that come into the meetings and they have to you know they come in these little groups right and then they're i don't you know i think they're instructed to hang out for a little bit and maybe talk to some of us you know in some way are you guys instructed to do that stuff are you guys instructed to talk to us my group like my my are you talking about like when they're working no, or when like when they're in school. When you're going to school. So I know that some schools require that, but mine did not. Right. We just did, well, we did like a mental health rotation and we were a part of that, um, like, you know, focus groups mm-hmm. and stuff like that within the hospital setting. Oh, I see. Yeah. So we, we get, we get like groups every once in a while through uh, groups of three or, or more. Right. And they come in and they, and they sit in through meetings and you know, ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm Nancy. I'm here for nursing school. Blah blah blah. And um, I love talking to them. I fucking totally love talking to them. Actually, funny. I I just ran into three nurses, and I said, "Oh, you gotta listen to the podcast because you know Chelsea out there is a nurse." And so I think it's really interesting, you know, that um, that I get to share that a little bit, right? So, um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So let's 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 get back to the to the reading here because um, I, I don't want to. But you're right in terms of you know the um. There's ways that you can deal with resentment today, right? In which you couldn't do before. And that's kind of like, you know, for me, we talk about this helplessness of it. 
like or talk about the sickness fuck the resentment was the sick the ranklement was the sickness right like i would i couldn't control like you know how i reacted and what i fucking for whatever reason because i was again under the lash of alcohol and under different you know sickness right i had i had no control i had no understanding of what was going on with me at all so um so as i got sober um you know i noticed that these things i mean they were more poignant right like they were like more pointed you know it fucking like i felt this shit right i thoroughly felt this shit (laughs) so so and that's kind of the things i needed a way to deal with like these things in my past and uh and i just didn't know how to do that so uh, is chelsea is like did you ever like when you were um in terms of your thoroughly feeling what are the things that like you don't have to say i guess but like maybe like how did you feel about certain things you know what i mean like what was the feelings behind um you know your resentments like how how strong was it? Like, how did it, um, how did it manifest? You know what I mean? Like, because for me, it's like, I, you know, I was fucking angry all the time. I was fucking like, I acted out all the time. Um, you know, I would go off, uh, uh, at certain things. You know what I mean? I was, I was prickly pear, man. You know, um, did yeah. you, how about you? How did you, how did you deal with that before you got sober? I think it really depends on what, what the resentment was or what thing in my past was like triggering me. So for example, like if I felt wronged by uh, say a family member um, or I felt uh, robbed of like my childhood, then yes, I felt very strongly about that and would kind of have some tantrums or, or just kind of like fly off the handle if uh, there was an argument. Um, But then there were, you know, and then there were other things like, um, my sexual assault, where I was very, very, um, had strong feelings towards my, um, abuser, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, but that's not something I like lashed out about. That was more so something I internalized. Um, and, and it just kind of took me down like a road of depression. So it really just depends, um, on the situation, but anger was definitely a favorite when I felt like I was in the right and someone else was in the wrong, or, um, I felt like, um, something had been taken from me unfairly, then, then yeah, I was happy to be vocal about it if it came about. Um, but with time, like I'm working through the steps, I really was able to like mellow out and kind of get past the initial like strong feeling. And now when those topics come up or those thoughts, feelings, it's a lot more mild now and a lot more manageable. Um, so. Yeah. I I think for me, like, you know, again, I, I, all, all my, all the manifestations, right? Just about everything I did is kind of based around that stuff. I was, I, I lived in the past. My wife would fucking accuse me all the time. Like, oh, you just fucking live in the past. Like you, that's all you ever do. You just talk about the past, right? And it's so fucking true. That's all I ever did. And at the time when she would say that shit, I'm like, fuck you. You know, you. <laughs> why are you married to me, bitch? Uh, but, uh, so um, if I could go back in time and not marry you, <laughs> get it there. Uh, but no, I, um, 
I, I did. I lived in the past all the time. And I, I it, it's almost as though I was never fucking here. And so like one of the things that, you know, that we, uh, you know, that we apply and, you know, AA and that, um, you know, in general, you know, when we comes when we talk about mental health is we talk about mindfulness, right? It's like, you know, it's something that like, you know, it's kind of inherent and built into like the program of recovery, which is like one day at a time. Right. You know, it's like living the here and the now kind of stuff. And, uh, um, and you know, for me, I just like, I, I always wanted to use the past in some way. It served me in some way. And I didn't know how to like, I didn't know how to let go of that, you know, in my life. And so the, the program of recovery really helped that like doing the, uh, you know, the fourth, fifth, uh, and actually six, seven, eight, nine, but, uh, but all that stuff really did like help me to kind of get more clarity about my past and who I really was. And not only who I was, but who I am today. And then the other thing that like people tend to forget about and kind of let trail off is who I intend to be. Right. Um, and like who I would desire to be, you know, not, maybe not those things. Right. So that was like some of the things that like, I didn't really, um, having not had a program or some direction or, you know, fucking path to follow left to my own devices. The only thing I know is bitch about the past, you know, live in resentment, you know, thoroughly keep, continue to feel that shit. And then thoroughly continue to try not to feel that shit, <laughs> you know, and that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty much a broken cycle. I don't know. Uh, and so for me, it, it was really difficult. Um, you know, I think one of the things, even more recently, if we're going to get into more recent, talking about the past, my um, my current sponsor, um, you know, I'm having an issue with, like, how I feel about um, work or, you know, like, again, I don't feel like, I, I'm like, oh, they're going to fire me. Like, I still have those fucking thoughts, like, oh, I'm going to get fired, get fired, whatever. And um, he's like, no, you should really do, like, a fears list. And I was just like, you know, now, you know, and again, I'm sitting here going, like, fuck you, I don't need to do a fears list. <laughs> Right? But, but you don't know what you're talking yeah, about. You <laughs> it's it's work. I, you know, I got you know, I got things. And then the truth is this: is that like it doesn't matter. Like, um, even if they are going to fire me, it doesn't fucking matter. The fact is that I'm feeling it. The fact is that I'm that I'm, you know, having these fears, quote unquote, or this anxiety or this worry. And one of the things it was, um, you know, I st- I do really still need to consider. So I started doing the fears list, by the way like you do and uh and i really kind of come to these terms of like looking at the causes of the root of why i feel certain ways and it still comes down to the same fucking old shit you know that um that i'm afraid of not being liked or loved plain and fucking Mm -hmm. simple shit and i respond and react in the world that's how it manifests today um because if it's not work it's it's her or it's them or it's something else and i just use that feeling to try and, you know, uh, get out of it. So, so that's the thing is, um, you know, I, I, I learned through this, this program or, you know, this kind of stuff, like how to do this stuff differently, how to kind of reapproach my, my, my brokenness, if you will. And, you know, how do I approach that and get a different result versus doing what I've always done in the past. Right. So it's a fucking dude like it's funny how one page of just like fucking, you know, the past will always be the past, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's funny how like there's so much behind all that shit and so much mm-hmm. deeper shit that needs to be looked at and, and sifted through 
and um and I just never thought in my entire in my entire life that the things that um that eluded me and the things that I absolutely felt were just so untouchable could easily be be approached once I put down the thing that I was using to keep that distance of you know so when I got yeah. into recovery I had to face that shit um you know it's funny ACA they talk about uh they have these sayings like you know feeling is healing <laughs> you know and shit <laughs> like that and I hate that shit but you know what it's so true right like to to it's not my job to feel good it is my job to feel fully meaning I used to always just fucking want to feel good and I did right like I drank I fucking used you know whatever um and then um and now today I go oh it's like it's not about feeling good it's about feeling these things fully and it kind of gets back to the to the ranklement right about thoroughly yeah. feeling something right in that resentment it's like i it's just i started to take that idea behind thoroughly feeling and putting it towards my everyday life that i'm doing right now so if something comes up from the past what do i do i go i gotta do a fears list and i gotta fucking figure out what the fuck that thing is and i go oh yeah it's this thing and that mindfulness and awareness is just it's like it's invaluable you know it's like to know that shit today and go all right now what do i do with it right and I, you know, I have people and friends in recovery—not friends in recovery, but you know, people that I know in recovery and friends in recovery—to <laughs> uh, bounce those <laughs> things off of. Like, hey, what did you do? How did you do it? You know, go to a meeting and ask, like, what the fuck? You know, sit in a Zoom meeting at six p.m. on a Saturday and say, "This is what's going on." Like, how do I deal with this shit? It's fucking—it's beautiful shit. Some days, right? Yeah. But I just I never yeah. thought about it. You know, like until now. You know, when we're in it, you know, but mm -hmm. but before I got sober, none of this, this was like a fucking pipe dream. This was like somebody else lives that life, not me, you know? Yeah. So yeah. what are some of the things that you did in order to like, I don't know, if, uh, pick at the scabs, quote unquote, of your, what do I say? Uh, uh, pick at your emotional scab. <laughs> oh man i did not want to go there in the beginning um you know i i think the best thing that i did was um i went to therapy because that's a safe space you know legally they can't tell anyone you know your secrets unless it's like you murdered someone or you're going to murder someone or you're well, so, not like go kill yourself <laughs> you know <laughs> so so that really helped me um help me the most because it was kind of easing into it and, and helping me realize, you know, where my wounds were and what they were and how um, to work through that. Because I felt like when I first got sober, I didn't know what my hurts were mm -hmm. um, fully. Like, of course, you know, the, the blaringly obvious ones are easy to spot, but you know, the smaller things like, um, frayed relationships with my parents um, or, you know, feeling inadequate because of something uh, someone said to me in high school, you know, things like that, that you don't find until you like really dig deep. So I feel like therapy helps me a lot. I feel like working the steps, although I haven't finished them all, um, at least going through my fourth you step. You will, Chelsea. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, but I think at least working through the fourth step helped me see a lot of like 
where, where I was hurting. Um, you know, and, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, Carl is, you know, I, I totally agree that like for a while I lived in the past. Uh, I felt like I held on to things from the past. I felt like, um, I remembered the good times of the past and that affected how I moved forward. But what about, um, how do you deal with people who hold things in your past over you or they won't let go of it? Like they have resentments for what things you've done in the past because myself, like, um, when I was young, younger and dumber, um, I was on like kind of a break from my boyfriend and, um, started hanging out with another dude and like hooked up with him. And that was like held over me for a very long time. And I didn't know how to like go about that other than like, you got to fucking let it go. Like that was years ago. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like, how do you go about dealing with, um, other people's resentments or hurts about you? Because it's not always pretty going like living in the past when, you know, it, it isn't putting you in a good light. Yeah. It, it, it self-forgiveness is like the one of those big fucking deals, which is to say like, you know, once I, um, like you like put the fourth step with you, I think the same thing for me, which is once I, once I was able to kind of take off the big ticket items, right. Like about, you know, some of the things that I was really troubled with, um, and kind of, you know, clear the, the slate a little bit. Only then was I even able to even look at some of the shit that I had done, right? Um, and so um, so that self-forgiveness as I move forward, I think that, again, steps eight and nine are definitely the things that I move into when it comes to those things. Because, yeah, there are some things that I fucking did wrong. You know, there are some things that I fucking absolutely, you know, um, had had if I had the opportunity, I would not have done them. Right. If I didn't, if I knew better, I would have done better and I didn't know better. So there's a little bit, you got to forgive yourself on some of those things for that kind of stuff. And for the other stuff that's absolutely, um, that, you know, maybe, and I don't care what it is. Like, I don't care if it's like fucking, you know, you, you, you stole a fucking pack of bubble gum or you fucking, you know, uh, swindled fucking, you know, your parents out of, hundred thousand dollars like the fact is this is it like it, it that doesn't matter i think what matters is how you feel because in my case i you know man i've stolen fucking cars man i did like twenty five thousand dollars of the fucking damage on shit I, that it, it for me and i'm sorry people you've got your car stolen but that, i don't give a shit like to me it wasn't as bad as stealing you know a cassette fucking radio from the old man down the street who who fucking loved me Right. You know, and who I loved, but I was a fucking, you know, at that point I was, I was getting into full fledged addiction and I needed that fucking radio to buy a quarter. That's all that there was to it. Right. And, mm-hmm. but to me, that thing was so much more fucking palpable and fucking, you know, emotive and, and caused me more shame than anything else in my entire fucking existence. Just the fact that I did that shit made me just the most ultimate piece of shit that I'd ever fucking, that ever walked the planet in my mind, right? Mm-hmm. You may think, oh, you just stole a fucking radio from some old guy down the street. So what? It's a $25 radio. Who gives a shit? Actually, you know, probably whatever. So, um, so, but that's the thing is, um, it's, it's how you feel about it is the real big difference. So for me, what I had to do just as a 
personal thing. Um, I I couldn't make amends. You know, I can't go fuck it. The dude's dead. He's long gone, right? So, um, but I I I would text my wife periodically because it would come up all the time. That's one of those past memories that would kind of come up. And uh, and let's just say I was thoroughly feeling resentment, but I think it was towards my own behavior, right? And mm-hmm. um, and so one of the things that I I did is I I I I got my wife involved and I said, hey, honey, like this is something. This is this is goes beyond just a fucking four step and eight and nine. It, I, there's this is like you know I have to I have to go to the you know I have to, I have to reach out on this one, right, right. And I literally um I I went uh, to his gravesite, looked up his gravesite, right, visited his grave with my wife. And, uh, and, and I, I fucking cried, you know, I, I, I apologized and I said, Hey, look, if I could do it differently, you know, I would have, um, I didn't write a note or anything. I didn't burn it on his grave. I didn't bring fucking incense or do any fucking weird fucking, I don't know, shit. Or bring I, a radio and yeah, leave it at I his grave. Bring, I didn't bring the radio, right? I didn't play a cassette tape, whatever. Um, but, um, but what I did do is I made the commitment and which is probably like a lot of the reason why we're sitting here, right? Which is to say. Um, you know, uh, you know, he was an AA actually, the, the old man. And so he, I think he, I imagine the way he would talk to me is the same way my higher power would talk to me. Right. Which is to say, Hey Carl, I understand it's okay. Like you did these things. Right. But you know, how about from now on, right? you know, we do it differently. Right. You know, because I have a choice today. And so so the biggest stuff about like, um, you know, making, you know, that kind of forgiveness or self-forgiveness is to be more um, uh, at peace and comfortable with the decisions that you're making today. And that's the things that like, you know, for yourself, never mind him or them or whatever. It really is about you and how you feel about yourself moving forward. And again, that person, they're going to have to deal with their own shit at that point. But all you know is moving forward, you're not going to do that anymore, right? And you're not going right. to allow, you know, allow that to happen in your presence, et cetera, or whatever that shit is. So that, you know, you hold a different standard today. And again, you redefine who you're supposed to be, right? And today yeah. you would redefine yourself as a, you know, a, 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 a loyal monogamist you know married person right and it's like right, again, that's, right. It's, it's a it's just like one of those things where it's like that's how that works um and but if you don't act that way then of course that person's not gonna believe your shit and you're just fucking off right so again i could sit there and say i'm not a thief but if i turn around and steal some shit duh <laughs> but, mm-hmm. you know so that's how i would deal with it um it takes action to a certain degree going to the cemetery right it takes talking about it you know doing this kind of stuff and then it takes another action which is to like extend myself to live as though that old guy was living right because i'm mm-hmm. following in his footsteps and i'm committing myself to the to a, a the life that i think that he was intending to live right so i'm saying to myself like um, to make up for that, that's how I will do it moving forward is I will attempt to carry your torch that you, you know, had to put down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I always really think weird, but yeah. I always think the best apology is changed behavior. Right. Yeah. Because words, words are empty, yeah. you know, sometimes until uh, you can actually show that you mean what you say. 
Um, and so I totally get what you're saying. Like the best thing that you could do is, you know, even though he's not here is stay sober and, you know, not steal, <laughs> not steal from people and, and just try and be better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, uh, you said, uh, you know, uh, you know, I say it to my kids all the time. I used to say, even before I got sober, as I said to my kids, like, you know, sorry is an action, right? Even though I mm-hmm. didn't live those words, I do understand them today way more than, you know what I mean? I was just, again, I was just a mockingbird at that point. But, but today I really do feel like sorry is an action. It has no, you know, it's like you could say it all you fucking want, but you know, the, what are you going to do after that? And that's a real big yeah. thing. So sorry, sorry is a, it's, a, it's an action word. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chelsea. So, so I guess as we, as we look at this, November 25th um uh is there is there anything that you would tell uh, you know the kind of people other than like for me um you know I I loved I love my positivity towards the end right yeah some things take more time to digest and sink in than others so that's the other things give yourself a break you know I know you're gonna be torn up over some shit I'm not talking to you specifically, Chelsea. I'm just talking to the general <laughs> people out there. I know that you know you're going to be torn up over some shit, and and it may feel like it that that pain's not going to end, or it may feel like you're never going to be able to deal with it, or it may feel like it's just too much. But just know that time takes time, and it is fucking super okay to go to bed and cry your fucking self to sleep tonight as long as you're staying sober. Uh, the other thing is, um, yeah, but we can and should try to move toward the best we can accomplish at this moment, right here, right now. Again, remind, reminding yourself that, like, you know, every fucking time you, like, wherever you go from here, from listening to this fucking podcast, every decision you make is going to be a decision about who you want to be, fucking not just tomorrow, but five and ten years from now. Right. So everything that you're doing right now, you need to be fucking thoughtful and careful and attentive and aware about how you're going to do that. And by the way, if you're in the fucking program, go back and read, drop the rock, read step six, seven, and fucking understand about yourself and about your character defects, how you operate, how you intend to operate those types of things. That's what the step work is for. I know people tend to fucking forget this shit, but (laughs) I do too, myself included, but that's the idea, right? <laughs> is to like, remember that like, you know, it's, that's what you're trying to do today is kind of redefine that person who doesn't need to drink, who doesn't need to use and who is like on, on a different path. And it fucking, man, it's, this is the hardest fucking thing I've ever done. I don't know about you, Chelsea, but like, this is yeah. like this dealing with like, I mean, let me just say, and the more and more I really say it, the more and more I understand when I say this is the hardest thing I've ever done. And really what it is is to decide to participate with life, not just getting sober or being in recovery, but deciding to participate in my own life is the hardest thing I've ever done. Isn't that fucked up? I know. Isn't that wild? (laughs) (laughs) But it is. I want to be a member in my life. Weird. (laughs) So strange. Oddly satisfying. Okay, Chelsea, what what do you say to the kind people? Again, I tried to be all positive, so... I'm I'm just going to challenge you. Go positive. Oh my god. Uh geez. Well, I think you summed it up pretty well, but I would just say give yourself some grace. Uh understand that you're human and 
the like you were saying, Carl, the decisions you make today will be what you uh, look back on, right? And so if you don't like who you were in the past, uh, like who your future self will will like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, you know, you're, you're human, you know, you're trying your best and try and be better today than you were yesterday. That's all you really can do. Um, and try and ease up on the self-criticism. And as my favorite co-host at Friends in Recovery says, eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> 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 just want just to end that with a really good positive note. So, um, <laughs> so <laughs> it could be a positive thing if you eat a bag. Hey, you know, it's so funny. Like I got a text from Ed at uh, Friends in Recovery. I think it was Ed. Uh, or maybe I don't know. And uh, uh, or maybe it was Beth over there. And it was a uh, candy. Uh, was it uh, like gummy? gummy dicks and, the, and it was called bag of dicks <laughs> oh my god that's amazing yeah, so, Send, so you should mail that to all your enemies for say, christmas yeah look for for that in your stocking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right yo, hey talking about stockings you know it makes a good stocking stuffer i don't want to put any you know any names 366 on. fucking days sober there you go yeah, what about that rap song? Huh? That's fucking, dude. It's pretty know, great. If you I guys like stick it. around, you can listen. You know what I really would like is I would like people to, um, uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Remix the song. No. <laughs> Remix. Oh, Let's do, do like a Christmas a Christmas version. Oh, oh that's not right? a bad idea. I should throw some fucking little Christmas bells in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yo. So, um, so yeah, stocking stuffer. Uh, if you are um, uh, so inclined. Uh, maybe you want to buy this for your um, for your peeps. That would be fun. Um, yeah, I, it's it's twelve dollars. It'll still be twelve dollars in what is it? Twenty two cents. Yeah, two two two. Or you know, if you just want to get this on, uh, by the way, uh, is an ebook. Uh, there's a couple ways you can do this, by the way. And I haven't told anybody. Um, I've been keeping it kind of secret, which is it is free <laughs> on the if you if you pay. So to get uh, on the um, uh, the, the membership, members only members section. only section. So not only do you get the videos of us doing the live version, so you get to see my beard grow and uh, get shaved uh, throughout the, throughout the year, <laughs> and my messy bun and different hoodies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Chelsea in her in her multi hoodied messy buns, and then um, <laughs> and then um, so. On that member section, it, you can get an ebook of this for free, by the way. But don't tell Kindle because they'll remove me from Kindle if you do that. But mm. I'm like, Amazon, what are you going to do? You going to fucking spy on my members only section? You going to pay a dollar to get there? <laughs> I don't think so. So, um, so you can get it like a PDF or you can get an ebook there. Uh, it's available there as well. Uh, and then, see, here's the, here's the, this, this is the, the back door. What you do is you pay a dollar to become a member, right? And then you download the book and then you cancel your membership and you just got an ebook for a dollar. <laughs> I'm just saying. Carl, you're not supposed to tell them those things. Well, no, but I, but go for it. It's so, the and season then, of giving. <laughs> then not only that, it is not password protected. So you could freely share it with people if you become a member and then share it out from there. And so, uh, so what I'm hoping that, that happens is that people actually um, will will do that, and then they'll feel guilty as fuck, and then <laughs> <laughs> and then buy it, <laughs> and then have to buy it. 
Uh, so, uh, and they have to buy it for their friends. So if you've stolen the book, please buy it for one of your friends. Um, I, I think that's all I got to, got to share. Other than don't forget tonight uh, at uh, 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern is the SOS meetings, and you can attend those on your Zoom. Head on over to silverpod.com, look for the ID and the password, and then, uh, and I don't know, get your dicks out, you know, whatever you got to do. Uh, to zoom get your bag of dicks out get your bag of dicks out (laughs) (laughs) alright party people what what do we what do we say Chelsea to the kind ex-party people deuces and I say stay active stay sober and don't forget to tip all your waitresses and call your mother soberpod.com 366 fucking days sober yeah it was a sight to see them. Yeah. Breakfast was Sprite and Seagrams. Oh. Wrestling with my vices. Exercising my demons. Uh. My blessings were blocked so I never got the message. I'm stressing. I'm only 12 steps from an exit. Damn. Regret it. Because my imperfections were perfected. I ain't run from it. I accept it and rep it. It's a badge to me. Good stories come from a tragedy. And when you survive, the glory will come in Act 3. Three. The wait's over. 366 fucking days sober. Morning affirmations that can start the day for you. Use my favorite book, for a placeholder, finish when the day's over, okay? Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, sober pod, keep it authentic, no facades. If it's real, then you know it's ours. Welcome.